Well, you all might want to wait to clap after you hear what I'm talking about. I'm Linda, and hi, and I'll just say I love you all. Thank you. Don't kill the messenger. That's all I am, okay? A few weeks ago, I was telling Tim, this has just been burning on my heart for a while, and so I talked to him about it, and he's like, yeah, I need you to speak on it. And so this is about screens. Oh, yay. Because um, most of it's bad news, but um, that's okay. Let me, I'm going to pull a timer up because if you all know me, this could be an issue. Okay. So when I started researching this topic, like, do we really have a problem with screens? <laughs> Let, let me tell you, this was like a opening Pandora's box. And to be really honest, this, is, this has been a struggle for me to figure out in a short period of time <laughs> what are the best things to hit today. And then I'm going to leave you all with a lot of homework that you can or cannot do. But So in 2007... This new drug was released, okay? And in just over 15 years, half the world is using this drug every single day. This drug has caused a rise in depression, anxiety, and suicide in every age group. Every age group. Over 3,000 tra traffic deaths are due to impaired driving. So when we think about addiction, what do we think about? Go ahead, throw out, yep, drugs, alcohol, pornography, food, right. What we are not thinking about, and, and it's a whole new way of thinking, apps, computer codes, algorithms, who thinks about that on a daily basis? Well, parents need to. We're going to get to that in a minute. Okay, so the thing is, it's socially acceptable to hand a kid a phone. Some of you might have already bought Christmas presents. I'm not telling you to take them back. But would you hand... Would you hand a 12-year-old the keys to the car? Here you go, honey. Have fun. <laughs> Would you hand a 14-year-old a bottle of alcohol? Dad said you've been stressed. Here, honey. Would you hand a 15-year-old a pack of cigarettes? Dad also said you're having trouble sleeping. This will help, honey. Okay. Right? It's funny, right? I'm trying to break the ice here. <laughs> okay? It's not socially acceptable, let alone wise or safe, to do this, is it? But what we have done... And I'm not just talking about everybody here. I'm talking about everyone. 
We've, we have dove into screens unknowing. I mean, I'm not, okay, if you start to feel guilt or shame during this, that's not what this is intended to do. Now, you might feel convicted. That's fine, okay? Hopefully, we all feel a little bit of conviction, all right? So let's just talk about some things that maybe we haven't been aware of, okay? When we give, when we hand over a device, this is like a, um, what did I call it? Smartphones have multiple addictive elements in them. So we're handing our kid the ability to tap for porn. We are handing, and, and you know what, I am aiming at this at our younger generation because they are the most vulnerable, but you guys, this is for all of us. Doesn't matter how old you are, including you, Bunny. <laughs> we were like, Bunny's the only one that probably doesn't apply to. <laughs> but I got to throw you in there, okay? What can you do on a smartphone? Anything you want. Yep, keep going. Yeah, you can, we can turn. There are really good things. You can start your car. Rusty puts the garage door up and down. There's a lot of really great things that we can do with these devices. They, they are not evil, you guys. The devices are not evil. They're not bad. It's what... Thank you. You want to take it? <laughs> Bunny has the floor. So, let's talk about some of the things that our kids, whether you are a parent, a grandparent, aunt, uncle, teacher... Got to tell you, got a lot of teacher friends and teachers in my family, and I feel for them. I really do. It is very, very hard to teach and parent in this generation. Is it our kids' fault? No. Could we be to blame? Sexting. Who knows what sexting is? I am not going to talk about it. I'm just saying, do you know what sexting is? Okay. That is on the rise. If you are in here and you have had somebody ask you to send a nude photo of yourself, there is a lot of pressure being put on our teens, on our, I'm sorry, but now it's even preteens. I'm blown away. They're not ready for this. They are not ready for this. I'm going to get into that more. Blackmailing comes with sexting. Those pictures are out there forever. If you've done it, you're not alone. Just pray that those pictures don't resurface. If you're being blackmailed because you sent out a picture that you shouldn't have sent, for whatever reason, you need at ministry time to come up. You need to talk to an adult, okay? Because this is not all right. There is a lot of bullying that goes on with these devices. Bullying was bad enough when I was growing up. It is way, way worse now because of this. And we're handing these devices to kids who are not ready. We are... I remember middle school, (laughs) y'all. Okay, I'm not that old. I can remember middle school. 
And I'll tell you right now, if I had had a device, if somebody had put this in my hand and let me take it to school every day, I struggled enough in middle school getting teased. I was super tall, not super tall, I was super skinny. I wasn't tall yet, but I was super skinny, super skinny. Girls that were in middle school with me were starting to wear bras, didn't need one. <laughs> so I got made fun of. That I, I looked like a boy. That was hard enough. I can't even imagine what our kids are going through. I'm not, I can't get into social media today. That's going to have to be another time. But you guys, that, oh, that's a hard one. It, I mean, it honestly is. Okay. Pedophiles. Do you know what a pedophile is? They've always been there, you guys. But now they have unrestricted access to your kids Because if you haven't talked to your kids about pedophiles, which I hope after today you are, my kids know more than they probably need to, but they need to know they're being stalked. Because you know what kids are doing? I'll just touch this a little bit on social media. They're desperate for followers. They're desperate for friends. So they are friending people (laughs) that they don't even know And a pedophile does not look like a pedophile online, okay? They use fake pictures. They know how to groom your kids. They know how to talk to them. And right now, I don't even, I can't go into the stories that I have heard from, I'll tell you, this book, Parenting Generation Screen. Okay, you want to get this. And there's another book by Jonathan McKee. There's another book that he wrote so that you can start helping prepare your teenager, your 14 or 15-year-old. If you are under the age of 14 or 15, you should not have a phone. Sorry. That's what the, that's what the research says, okay? I'm just the deliverer of this news. All right, let me see if I'm where I need to be. So what does addiction mean? A strong inclination to do, use, or indulge in something repeatedly. Okay? Now, here's how you can tell. You don't have to raise your hand. Are you using your phone while you're driving? 3,000 traffic deaths a year. I know my kids are going to be like, Mom does. I have. I'm not saying it's right. I'm going to be real with you. I have. I have. I play videos, but I don't watch them. I just listen to them. I don't do that. No more questions. Um, (laughs) Okay, are you isolating? Where, when you get home from school, where is the majority of your time spent? If it's in your bedroom or isolated, there's a problem. There's, there's, there is, okay? What about, I have had this happen, not recently, but I did. I was definitely addicted to my phone. If you, lost your, if you lose your phone, do you panic? What if your phone is about to go dead? Y'all, I about lost it. Now, this was a few years ago. <laughs> I've, I've changed. Um, my phone was about to die. 
I was on a trip. I can't remember if it was with the family or if it was with friends. But my phone was about to die, and I needed to go live. Doesn't that sound stupid? I needed to go live. I, sur- I, didn't, have a, I didn't have, whatever it was, I, I couldn't charge my phone. I had lost my charger. That's what it was. Y'all, I was searching for a Best Buy. I knew they wouldn't judge me. I needed to charge my phone. I stayed in there long enough to get enough of a charge on my phone so I could go live. Oh, trust me, I would have followed up on that. Hopefully I did. I don't know. Okay. So I, I did. I looked at a lot of research. I read a lot of research. I listened to some people online. And I thought, this guy, he's an author and a professor somewhere. Um, this is what he was saying about dopamine hits. Who's heard the term dopamine hits? Raise your hand. Raise them high. Okay, thank you. So most everybody has heard the term dopamine hits. Do you know what dopamine is? Okay, because it's good to... What? Yes, it's the pleasure center in the brain. Okay, we have... But guess what? Our brains don't know the difference between good, bad, safe, not safe. It just knows whatever you did, I really like that. Light, 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 light up. Then, when your brain is not lighting up anymore, it's like, wait a minute, I really liked that. Let's send a signal, because I want that again. Send the signal. You pick up the phone. Ooh, it's lighting up. Let's see how many likes and comments I have. Ooh, lighting up, lighting up, lighting up. Any friend requests? Oh my gosh, I have five new followers. I am really lighting up now. And when you stop... Your brain does not like it. Your brain gets pretty ticked off because it thinks it's a good thing for you. And dopamine is good. Here's the kicker. (laughs) You need dopamine. It helps with motivation and focus. But when we're overusing it, who in here likes to drive really... Okay, let's not word it like that. (laughs) I'm going to get some teenagers in trouble. Um, who in here really thinks it's cool when you see a really fast car go by? You're not in it, but you know, you just see this really fast car go by, right? Plenty. I know it's, it's mostly guys. There might be some girls, but okay. The faster you get used to driving, the more the speed limit just feels so painfully slow, right? It's like, man, I am crawling. I could have gotten there in 10 minutes. Now it's going to take 12. Darn. Okay? That's the same way with dopamine. The more it's hitting your brain, (laughs) probably, the more it's hitting your brain, the more you you need to do more and more. And guess what? (laughs) There's a whole team of app developers that are out there that are trying very hard to make the next very addictive, engaging app for you. In 2012, Instagram and Snapchat hit. Well, guess what happened? That's when there was a big, big spike in depression and anxiety. 2012 on, that's where we saw big spikes. But then along came TikTok. (laughs) Along came TikTok. 
which has shortened our attention span even more. Scroll, 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 scroll. Nothing wrong with TikTok, Instagram, or Snapchat. It's not evil. I mean, there is evil stuff on there, I'm sure. Okay. Have I talked enough about that? (laughs) TikTok is highly addictive. But you guys, if you can't control TikTok, you're not going to be able to control the next thing that comes along. And there is a next thing coming. It's just a matter of time before it's released. And because every time you do this to swipe up for the next video, lighting, you get major lights on TikTok, major lights going off on TikTok. It doesn't even matter what you're looking at. These developers know what they're doing, you guys. Sorry, but they do. And some of the top executives that were tech tech executives with Google, Apple, and Facebook, actually, their conscience got to them, and they left. And now they're actually doing TED Talks. Uh, Tristan, that's how he pronounces it, but you might want to look him up. Tristan, T-R-I-S-T-A-N, Harris. He's actually meets with Congress and is trying desperately to get changes made so that these app developers cannot continue to play with our dopamine. There are people meeting in Congress to try and get laws passed, you guys. That's, I'm sorry, but this is much worse than what you think it is. And it's only, if, you, if we don't get a hold, I'm not going to say you, if we don't get a hold on it, what does that look like for our futures? So here are some helpful guidelines, okay? And let me just say this. This was high on the the list of things. Despite the fact that we are so connected, the number of people that are reporting loneliness is so high. This, you guys, Jen sent me a video. Is this real or fake? Exactly. You cannot tell. The only way you can judge a fruit by its tree is proximity. I'm going to talk about that more in social media. But people are posting things that aren't even real, you guys. There are people that have gotten off of social media because they know the people that are posting all these fabulous things about their life, and they know it's not true. By the way, this is not true. This is not real. (laughs) In case any of you were burning with that, needing that knowledge. What's that? I wouldn't have even known to look for that. Okay, thank you. All right, I think this is really important to hit. If you are thinking about, or you've already given your kid a phone, here's some things you might want to know. I think I already said this. Elementary-aged kids... Sorry, you should not have a device, not a phone, not a tablet. The most an elementary-age kid should be on a device, the very max is two hours, ideally one hour. No elementary-age kids wants to hear that, do they? And and I get it. The average age, okay, 
the age that you're supposed to have a phone, high school. What's the average age in our country? Anybody guess? Close. 10 is the average age. Average, that means there's, and I know somebody that gave their seven-year-old a smartphone. <laughs> like, what the heck are you thinking? Okay, no kids under 13 on social media. This is what the experts are saying. Here is, now here's the thing with research, you'll get some people You'll get the majority of people that will agree on something, but you don't always get a unanimous. But there is something that was unanimous with the pediatricians, with the um, mental health experts. Anybody want to know what it is? Does anybody know what it might be? I was going to. Yes. Oh, there is one thing that every pediatrician and mental health expert agree on when it comes to screens. There's some things that they don't all 100% agree on, and that you get that in research, but this they do. Nope, that's a good one though, the amount of time. No screens at all in the bedroom at night. You don't need it for an alarm clock. You can buy an alarm clock at Walmart for five bucks. I know that because I bought two. I had a dad text me, this has been maybe a year ago, and he said, do you let Jaden and Alex keep their phones in their bedrooms at night? And I'm like, nope, they never have, and that is not something that we are going to start. Would they like a TV and a gaming system in their room? They absolutely would. Do their friends have gaming systems and TVs in their room? Some of them do. My poor kids. Don't they? They just, they look so... (sighs) They're like, I can't believe she's doing this. None. If your kids are taking a screen to bedroom at night, get it out. You're the parent. You're the adult. You have to do that. Oh, I meant to read you what Simon said. What the heck? I forgot about the dopamine. Quoting, okay, this is not me. Parents have to intervene. We have to stop giving our kids free access to social media, phones, gaming, all that at young ages. They are not ready for it. Their minds cannot cope with the dopamine. They don't even know what's going on, right? They Seriously, they cannot. Their brains are not even fully matured yet. That's why 14, 15 is the age for getting a phone. We are actually doing harm to our kids. Now, I have had a couple parents over the years say, well, my kid's on the spectrum. He needs more screen time. Well, I looked that up. That's not true. (laughs) Sorry. I know about the spectrum. Let's just say that. And I've done my research. Not true. If anything, it's the opposite. Let me read. What's that? Um, Well, I have it somewhere, and I'll read it when I find it. But it actually causes more. I really want to find it, though. Hang with me for a minute. Okay, well, if I come across it, the bottom line is you have to be even more careful with kids on the spectrum. It really can mess with their hormones, their aggression. 
So if you have a kid or you know a kid that's on the spectrum, sorry, they should not just be handed a device. You're on the spectrum or you have a question? Okay, so that can be autism. Mostly that's what we're talking about. But if you think that the screens are helping ADD or ADHD, no, it's not. I'm sorry. Yeah, go get on a go cart. Okay. Okay. All right, here's another question. Here's another question. Hang on, John. What do you think the average time, average time is that teens are spending on their devices? A day. Keep going. Nine hours and 45 minutes. Nine hours and 45 minutes a day, the average teen is spending on their device. Now, I only know Apple devices, but you can track their screen time, guys. You can make restrictions on how long they can be on an app. We have a family plan, and we're going to have that family plan for a while. I mean, our oldest, is, he does his own. He's 26. We don't, we don't do that. But he's very open with us about it. But I have a 15 and 14-year-old. Are they ready to have completely unsupervised, unrestricted access? No, they think they are. What 14 and 15-year-old won't think that they're ready? But it's our job. It is our job. So I've also talked to parents who have admitted, I can't control my screen time. How am I going to control theirs? Oh, my timer went off. <laughs> if you let me have more time. Um, they, if, if the parents, if we as parents, if we as adults are not able to control our own screen time and really take a look, are we connecting with our kids face-to-face? Are we connecting with our spouses face-to-face on a regular basis? See, I remember life before a screen. It was way different, you guys. Am I happy I have a screen? Absolutely. There's a lot of great things with this. There really is. But I remember life before a screen. And I'm going to tell you, I feel for our younger generation. Some of them, well, they don't know what life was like before a screen. They just don't. They don't know how their brains should feel. I met with two different counselors who work with um, teens and young adults and preteens too. And so I was asking them about screens. They gave me some, uh, this magazine, they subscribe, of course, to Monitor on Psychology, Protecting Teens on Social Media. I have a couple other um, ones, but I just happened to bring that one. Where was I going with this? Dang it. Yeah, life before screens. So I met with a couple counselors, and they are, they are very, very concerned about the younger generation. They are very concerned. And what's going to come from their kids? What are they going to face? You guys, we're facing things we've never had to deal with before. 
And so this isn't a bash to parents. This is we need to wake up and start doing some of our own studying and, and figuring this out. There is not one kid in this, raise your hand, if you are under the age of 18, would you be happy if you put, if your kid, if your parents put restrictions on your phones? Raise your hands. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Matthew and Israel, thank you for being on. Wow. Thank you. Whether your kids are telling you, and I got I have to admit, over the last several months, I have had, and this is why I was really burning on my heart too, I have had several teenagers and some young adults and some parents who have really opened up and shared stuff with me that has blown me away. <laughs> okay, so this is not, most of the ones I'm going to talk about are definitely not in here, so just relax. Um, well, they probably won't listen to this. So our nephew, who <laughs> is 19, uh, we went to visit him because he's living in Alabama. He got a really great job, and he's living in Alabama. So when we were traveling this summer, we went to see him. He told me, Aunt Linda, don't let Jaden and Alex on TikTok. It's like, really? I'm surprised to hear you say that because I know he's on TikTok a lot. He said, don't do it. Um, I've had two moms tell me that, okay, let me tell you this, across the board, every single person I talked to, this is what they said when I said, well, why do you think you're on the screen so much? Because I'm bored if I'm not. Nobody wants to be bored anymore. It is a telltale sign of addiction. Except that, right, we have lost creativity imagination, being out in nature, which guess what? Nature is so good for us, you guys. Take your socks and shoes off, maybe not this time of the year, but some of you might, and get outside. Get outside. But nobody wants to go outside unless they have this in their back pocket, and I'm guilty of that. I've had to be more um, disciplined with just leaving it in the house or in the car. I actually left it over at a friend's house I was over there. I think I left around seven. I left it at her house accidentally. I think it was stressing her out more than it was me. She's like, I have your phone. She's, she's emailing me. She's texting me because I can get it on my laptop. Because I'm like looking around because I wanted to put it on charge for the night. I'm like, where is my phone? So then I realized when I opened my laptop, she's got my phone. And I was like, it's no big deal. I'll pick it up tomorrow. I can bring it by tonight if you want. Nope. <laughs> I'm fine. But I didn't used to be, Okay. There was a time I'd have gotten right back in the car, drove over there, and got my phone. Because I couldn't go without it. So I'm not, I'm not talking to you about something that I haven't experienced. And you guys, I'm not high risk for myself for addiction. I don't get addicted to things. I could drink a beer, and I'm fine. I have drank a beer, and I'm fine. I could have a glass of wine. I'm fine. I could smoke a cigarette. I'm fine. But when it came to this device, I wasn't fine. <laughs> I've had to put things in, in perspective. perspective. I've had to put certain boundaries in place. And here's the thing. When you guys get ready, if you do, to talk to your kids, I like to have family meetings, although I've learned not to call them family meetings. That doesn't go over well. Let's go get pizza. <laughs> Connection before correction. 
So obviously we need correction, but we need connection more. Then you can make that correction. Rules without relationship will lead to rebellion. So we do need rules. But we have to be careful if we don't have the connection with our kids because that's going to lead to rebellion. Limits don't work without love. That must mean we need limits. We all need limits, right? Boundaries are meaningless without bonding. We must need to put boundaries in place, right? So all of this, is this helping? God, I hope so. I mean, I really do. Yep. So you want to have connection before correction. Rules without relationship will lead to rebellion. So rules, relationship, rebellion. Limits don't work without love. And boundaries are meaningless without bonding. Family meetings, just don't call it family meeting, can be really good. And you never start out with the hard stuff, okay? So let me just tell you this. (laughs) You start out with the fun stuff. Then everybody's relaxed, laughing, having a good time. Then you start bringing in the hard stuff that you need to talk about. And then you ask questions and you shut up and you listen. And you try to put yourself in your kids' shoes. And you imagine if I'm struggling and I'm older and wiser and all this other great stuff, right? If I'm struggling, man, what are they going through? It helps us to be more empathetic, which helps with relationships, love, bonding, all those things. So when our kids feel listened to, they're probably not going to come in your bedroom at night and go, Mom, I really need you to put restrictions on my phone. They're probably not. They don't even know they need restrictions at a young age. They don't even know what's going on. They have chaos in their brain. No parent, no teacher, no aunt, no uncle, no grandparent would ever want that for their kid. We didn't know. We didn't know when we handed them this device and saw that big smile and our kids were so happy. It made us feel amazing for a little while. So I'm going to kind of close. I'm going to try to land this plane. (laughs) So here's some questions I want you to think about. Are your kids ready for a screen? And if you've already given them a screen, you can't take it away. (laughs) For a little bit. Okay. (laughs) What I'm saying is if you've given it as a gift, what is that? No take backs? Is Is that still around? I don't know. Indian giver, right? So, but it doesn't mean, (laughs) shut the service off. (laughs) Yeah, most, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, most teenagers and young adults are still on their parents' plans. My kids, not naming any names, have said, one of them has said, I'll get my own plan and my own phone and I'll pay for it. And I'm like, if you're living under our roof, buddy. I'm like, I'm my dad. (laughs) Right? 
right? I'm like, it comes out and I'm like, oh, yuck, gross. I just said what my dad said and my mom. Okay, so we're going to wind this up. Are your kids mature enough to begin making decisions about content? (laughs) Right. If not, then just stop there. They're not ready. You're not ready. Do I want my kids to start feeling the pressure that they will feel once they get their phone? Guess what comes next? Can I download Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube? That's just going to come. Am I ready for the battles that they will that will fight over screen time and bringing their devices into the bedroom? Are you ready for that? It's coming. You hand that that you hand over that phone. These are some of the things that it, you've already experienced. If you have it, you're going to. I don't care how great your kid is. I have great kids. They struggle. You don't want to see your kids struggle. They just, but it's going to. There's a lot of peer pressure. There just is. Kate, how many kids? And you're an elementary teacher. How many kids have a smartphone? How, what's the age range? Eight to 11-year-olds, 80 to 90% of them already have a phone. They don't even know what they're doing. They might know how to work it, but that's it. Okay, are you going to monitor the apps that your kids are downloading? Like, we have controls over that. They have to get our permission. I want to see what my kids are downloading. Might not be okay. But we don't have to just shut it down. Let's look at it together. Let's see what this app is. Let's see, what the, is it age-appropriate? You don't have to make a rash decision right then, okay? Are you ready to actually teach your kids about responsibility with phone ownership? We've never had to do that. God knows we have a lot of responsibility as parents, and now there's another one. So if you're frustrated hearing this, I get it. What's the age that you're supposed to have a, our kids are supposed to have a smartphone? 14 or 15. (laughs) 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 Here's the thing. As a parent, don't, this is like, this is my heart. I want my kids to grow up. I want them to go off to college or trade school or a job, uh, you know, where they're doing well. They're able to live on their own. They're able to be contributing members of society. That's what we are preparing them for. So we can't just keep taking the screens away. Initially, you might have to, and that's okay. You know what? It's okay if your kid gets mad at you. You're the parent. You're not their best friend. They will still love you. Matthew and Israel, if your parents put restrictions on your devices, will you still love them? Absolutely. Their love is not based on whether or not it may feel like it at times. Okay? All right. I'm going to just skip all that. So here's some things that we can do, and I've put most of these in place. Turn notifications off. Right now. 
Take your phone out. Turn off notifications. Good. You don't need to know every time somebody comments or likes something or every time a new YouTube video is released or every time, whatever. For the, us older people, every time you get an email, ding, I don't want to hear that. Did you have a question? You have all of them turned off? There you go. That's... <laughs> okay, so that's, that's good. <laughs> I did not know this until I was preparing for this, and I actually took it out of it, but did you know you can put your phone in gray mode? I didn't know that. So you go to settings and go to the search and put color, and it'll pop up like color fonts, I think it is. Everything turns gray. It's very boring. Your pictures, social media pictures, everything is gray. It's like black and white. Okay? They say that actually reduces the amount of time. I really, there's some people online that I just think, wow, you are so brave. Uh, Nate O'Brien, I don't know if he's, I don't know who he is, but... I happened to catch a video of his. He's probably like 25, 26, 27. And he went for, I think he said 30 days. He wanted, because he didn't really remember so much not having a screen. So he wanted to go 30 days without his phone. He locked it in a safe. I think he had his parent lock it in a safe. He wanted to go 30 days. Now this is a guy that works. He has to get up at a certain time. Um, He even said, I had to travel. And, you know, you get your boarding pass, and it's on your smartphone. You just go through, blip, and you're screened. You know, you're checked in. He, so he knew he had to get to the airport early, earlier than he normally would, so they could actually do it the old-fashioned way and print out his boarding pass for him. And he admits those kinds of, for directions to go somewhere, he had to memorize the directions and write them down. I thought, you know, this, and he said... It was amazing what happened in his life. He just felt so free. He could think clearer. He felt more focused. He admitted it was hard. He said, especially the part with directions and having to go to the airport. Um, he couldn't. He couldn't order a order. He couldn't order a Uber or a Lyft. So he had to actually get a taxi. So there are, like I said, screens aren't evil. They're not bad. We just have to, they're controlling the majority. 97% of Americans have a smartphone. 50% of them say they're addicted. I think it's higher than that. But you have to also remember, 97% of them, I have some elderly patients. They have smartphones. They don't even know how to use them. They just get phone calls. They don't even text. But they're part, they're part of the 97%. So, oh, crap, hold on. I typed these up, and I have copies that I want anybody. I'd love for all of you, but I don't know if I made enough copies. I'll make more. What I didn't really touch on much, but I'm just going to say it real briefly Some of you are sinning online. Porn, lusting, witchcraft, demons, 
You're entertaining some of these things. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all wickedness. So one of the first things you've got to do to get free, you've got to recognize, are you sinning with this device? Have you sinned? Are you actively sinning? And if you are, you can make that right today, okay? And then what I typed up is, because we do, you guys have been there. I have been in so many different predicaments over the years, and it's only God's word that typically gets me out. So we need God's word to help us break free, and we have to renew our minds to what God says. So this is like a confession thing, and it says, I may need to confess multiple times a day, but each day is going to get easier. So I confess by the word of God, I am free from. And you can write in whatever it is that you're struggling with. Um, And that that does not move you. You're not led by it and has no control of you. In the name of Jesus, I am free. Being free is better than being in bondage. Being happy is better than being depressed. The joy of the Lord is always better. God wants me free. He wants me to be able to hear his voice. He wants me to be led by his voice. And he has such a great plan for me. Did you know that? Jeremiah 29, 11. I know Katrina loves that, that scripture. God has a plan for each and every one of you here. If your head is stuck in this device, you don't know what his plan is. You can't hear him. Trust me, I know. <laughs> You cannot hear God's voice if you're addicted to this. It's become an idol. And I don't think any of us, it's in our hearts to have this as an idol and to not want to hear God and and let him lead us. I don't think any of you that are sitting here, if you're struggling with this, want that. So I also typed up some scriptures that have to do with addiction. And I have copies of each of this up here. I would love to have the prayer team come up. If you, if you want one, they're up here. If more copies need to be made, I'll make them. Are you going to text that to everybody? I can. <laughs> to everybody? What do you mean? What? Oh. I thought at first I was thinking email, like email Doug, but then I re- it registered. Yeah, that's a similar joke when somebody asked me what my Okay, yes. I appreciate this. Thank you. It's been on my mind. Oh, well, then that worked out. (laughs) Because as a great-grandparent, okay, as a great-grandparent, look at all the generations that you're watching and the changes that you're seeing, good and bad, okay? It's hard to see somebody that you love so much having something controlling them so much. So today, I'm asking for you to take that step. When I say now, don't even think about it. If, if you answered any of those questions, I'm going to be up here too, okay? If you answered any of those questions, are you texting while you're driving? Are you trying to reduce your screen time and you just can't? Do you freak out when your phone is dead or lost? Are you isolating from your friends and your family? If you answered yes to even one of those, will you be brave enough? Just step out and walk right up here.
We want to pray with you. We have had so many testimonies, you guys, of things just being broken off of people. Why can't this be broken off? Okay? Then you want to stay free. Do you think once you get free, you don't have to do anything? I think that's a common misconception. (laughs) We need to guard that gift. We need to guard that freedom. Fill out a confession. You can put it, you can fold it up and put it in your pocket. You can tape it on your mirror. If y'all saw my bathroom, (laughs) I have confessions everywhere. They're my lifeline. They need to be yours too. And And there's scriptures up here. Just pick one or two that just seems to resonate with you. And just keep declaring it over yourself. You do that for 30 days and then you come back and tell me if it worked. I know it will. I've done it too many times, you guys. So, are you ready? John, can you put on something, please, (laughs) music-wise? Thank you. Instrumental would be wonderful. One, two, three, step out. Come on. I'm the only one stepping. (laughs) This can't be right. (laughs) Nobody else has a problem. Why was I even up here? (laughs) Thank you, Tim. What? Oh, thank you. Thank you. My goodness, it's been affecting. It's I think if we was all honest, we would.